0: Welcome to episode three of the Jungle Podcast. Medical professionals are definitely a blessing in today's world, especially in times like this. In today's show, Taylor DuPlessis elaborates on the struggles of obtaining her doctorate of medicine. After the show, don't forget to subscribe to get notifications for new episodes. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of The Jungle. And today I'm welcoming Taylor Duplessis to the show. And she's here to kind of give us an inside scoop on what it's like to hold her master's degree in medicine, correct?
1: It's a yes, essentially.
0: Okay, in medicine and maintaining the every...
1: doctorate of medicine. That's a what the doctorate MD is.
0: or med. Okay, okay, I see. It makes sense now. And maintain everything that that profession has to offer so what's going on taylor how you doing today
1: i'm doing all right how are you
0: i'm good i'm good um so i kind of want to talk to you a little bit about you know being a, a doctor if,
1: right. you, if
0: that's what you want to call it um slash medical professional slash whatever else um so talk to me about you know the journey of of actually doing that going from from like the beginning of school like freshman year or actually let's go all the way back to when you figured out that you actually wanted to pursue that profession
1: okay um i don't know i kind of feel like my whole life i've honestly wanted to be a doctor like really since i i don't remember ever wanting to seriously pursue anything else yeah um and then so throughout high school like i didn't really do much in high school honestly to prepare for it like i don't know I took science classes, but, I mean, everyone does. Uh, (laughs) I know. I'm trying to think. Like, it's honestly, it's so far back, too. Like, it's trying to remember high school. (laughs) Um, But, but no, uh, I don't really think I did anything, like, super specific for medical school or anything like that in high school. I just, like, got good grades and, like, you know, did clubs so I could get scholarships for college. But that was, like, it. Um, College, I did a lot, though. So, I was a bio major and a chem minor. Mm-hmm. so i knew like going in i was like I'm, I'm gonna go to medical school so i'm gonna do science um so i did all of that i did a lot of like volunteer work has always been really important to me um
0: and for and for the people that don't know what school did you go to
1: so for undergrad i went to the university of kentucky
0: okay and okay. then
1: now for medical school yeah i'm at a uh, university of louisville
0: okay oh so oh. went
1: down the road about an hour and a half
0: that's medical school that's tough uk to louisville yeah. which one's better which one is better
1: i mean i'm a i'm basketball like i'm a uk fan through and through but like in terms of it's hard to say i love lexington like uk was perfect for undergrad it was so yeah. much fun but as like someone in like my mid-20s i think Louisville's a better city for like a young adult like yeah. you know i'm not like going out and partying every single night you know it's not (laughs) it's not undergrad so it's different so i like louisville but they both have different things to offer so Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't have traded my four years at uk for anything though those were a great four years
0: that's what's up so so which one would you prefer as far as uh medical school
1: who um that's heart, it depends on what you want as a person like I because they're both really great medical schools. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's very much like personality based. So I originally really, really wanted to go to UK for medical school. Like I loved undergrad. I was like, I want to stay here. Um, yeah, I really wanted to but Louisville. So the first day that schools can tell you if you're accepted, Louisville called me and they were like, "Hey, we accepted you. Like we want you here." And UK didn't not accept me, but they were like kind of like dragging the feet.
0: Oh yeah, that would have been for me too.
1: Yeah. And I just like, I didn't want to play around. Like, you know, I already have my scholarship through the army. I was like, I don't want to mess around with any of this stuff. I want to start looking at places to live. Like, I don't yeah. want to be stressed. I just want to like lock it down. So I just like, you know, I waited about a week and kind of like gave UK a little bit of time, but I kind of felt like they were just gonna, you know, like I said, play that game. Yeah. Um. And I mean, medical schools can literally tell you up to like a couple weeks before starting like hey we've accepted you and you got like we had a guy in our class um our first year he got told he got into louisville like two weeks before classes started yeah. so like they can tell you really late and i was like i don't want to deal with that so i t- said yes to louisville and i'm really glad i did for a lot of reasons um i think a i just think i needed the move even though i didn't know at that time i think moving to a new city was like important for me um also louisville very much works to create like a family environment they are super supportive i think you hear a lot of stories about like oh like everyone's really cutthroat and they're out to like get themselves ahead and not even yeah yeah. and louisville it's just like not that type of environment like it doesn't benefit me to cut down my other classmates so Mm -hmm. like it's never been like that i feel like people have always been like more than willing to help each other um our student affairs office is phenomenal like they've literally we've had several uh women in our class who've had like children throughout med school when they've had to come in to take a quiz our student affairs like hey bring if you can't find daycare bring your baby and we'll watch them for you while you take your quiz like really yes just super great.
0: yeah
1: or like you know um the woman who's our dean of curriculum she literally will like give out her cell phone number and if something if you like having a financial situation, she'll try to help figure it out. If you need a place to live, show that on Facebook, be like, Hey, guys, I'm a medical student looking for an apartment. Does anyone know anything? Here's their but like, she's just, it's very much like, a, I think as much of a family atmosphere as it can be. Yeah. So I, and I, I obviously didn't go to UK's medical school. So I can't speak to that as much. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the same dynamic. Yeah. And so for me, personally, like, I think medical school is hard enough as it is I don't need it to be like competitive with all my classmates like it's easier for me that we can get along and support each other versus the opposite so I yeah so I think Louisville like for me was a really good fit
0: right so saying you know medical school is hard enough as it is elaborate a little bit on um kind of some of the hard days you had some of the times where you felt like man this this is this is enough like Um, You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So this is what I say. And this is not me trying to discourage people because I think medicine is awesome. I love what I do. I feel like my career is going to be something that I enjoy for my whole life. So like, I'm not saying I regret it. But I could honestly go through the easy days better than I could go through the hard days because that's how many hard days are. Like every day is hard. Um, It's just unlike anything else that I've ever done. And I think what makes it so hard is the pace. Yeah. Um, you just have to know so much so quickly. And mm-hmm. it's like, even with all the support and everything, it's just it's a hard thing to do. It's time consuming. I mean, you got to go to school. Like, you know, there's days where I have to be up at like 6am, I don't get home till 7pm. And then I still wow. have to study. Um. It, it's hard. So the first two years are all uh, classroom, like yeah. didactics. So you're not actually like working, you're sitting mm-hmm. in a classroom doing like anatomy, like those basic courses
0: two years two years um, is all
1: classroom years
0: so no hands-on for two years you just all books
1: not really very minimal so like you have um we call them like standardized patients so they're actors who pretend to be patients so you can like practice things Um, So we have some hands-on stuff the first two years, but it's primarily classroom stuff, which is hard because after already like doing four years of undergrad, it's like another two years of sitting in school and it's very easy to get burnt out. So that's hard. And then um, after your first year or after your second year, rather, you take step one, which is the Mm -hmm. first part of your board exams, which is just, it's a lot of studying. Um, They've recently changed it from where you used to get like a, a number grade, but now it's just pass fail. So I'm hoping that yeah. makes it a little bit better on people. Cause it's, it's a hard exam to mm-hmm. take. Um, and it's just so much rides on that exam. So like mentally it's just, it's very stressful. Yeah. And then your third year you do um, there's seven major specialties and you do a rotation through all of them. So you work a surgery clerkship, you do like, you know, pediatrics, like all the big ones. And then your fourth year is a lot of fun because you get to set it up how you want. So yep. for me, wanting to do pediatrics, my fourth year revolved around a bunch of electives in pediatrics, okay. but the th- your third and fourth year are um, like clinical years. Yeah. So you're actually like in the hospital, you're working, you do have like some exams still, but it's not the same way as like first and second year.
0: Okay, okay. So but it about, is, oh, go ahead. Talk about some, um... You know some of the people or determining factors that helped you get through those hard harder days or like what i guess i'll say what kept your pace you know what i'm saying because you you have to have a, a routine or something to to go along with that that high yeah. pace um curriculum. for sure
1: Um, A lot of coffee for sure. Um, So for me, one big thing is exercise. I feel like that's a good way for me to like channel my, like when I get really anxious and stressed, if I can like go on a run, it can help me clear my head. So um, I think it's really easy to, not keep up with exercising because there's you know i mean you yeah. work a 12-hour shift and you come home and have to study like no i don't want to go to the gym mm-hmm. but i think it's important to just always cut time out for that um because i think for most people like it makes you feel better i know personally it makes me feel a lot better
0: at least yeah, an hour right at least. yeah
1: i mean even if i just go on like a three-mile run like even if mm-hmm. it's just like 40 minutes like yeah. i got out and i ran i did something just something to like you know um that's been really huge for me um I have really supportive like friends and family for sure. Um, I think they like my close friends and family like really understand the time commitment, mm-hmm. and so they don't make me feel bad about like you know having to miss things or not being able to go on vacation, whatever. Like they um, are super supportive, which is nice. Right. I think a big thing too, and I know it's gonna sound weird because I feel like most people would think like, oh, get every minute of sleep that you can. Like if you have a break, sleep. I would actually say no, only because yeah. hear me out. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times my first year, I was really bad about this too. like, I would get invited to go do something. And I would be like, I have like, this time off, I really just want to relax. But I actually think it's important to like, even though you might want to sleep, and I'm not saying don't get good sleep, like do get good sleep. But like, I think it's really important to still go do things with your friends, even if like, maybe you got off a 12 hour shift, and you are tired, Mm -hmm. but like, you need that social interaction. So like, for me, um like I have a group of friends in my class and like especially during like third year um like every Friday we would like go to one of our favorite breweries and like get a beer or like Thursday nights we'll go to a brewery and play trivia and it's like even though I might be tired it's nice to like get out and just remember like I'm still a human like yeah I'm in school but like you know I think that's super important um those are like the big things for me that like really kept me going and my scholarship i like knew that if i like didn't do well (laughs) the army was not going to let me not do well so i had a little extra motivation
0: get that money right back from our
1: government yeah Yeah. um but no i think a lot of things just it's all about balance and i think the thing too you just have to remember when you're doing things like this your balance is going to look different than it normally would so it's not going to be equal parts, social life and school and work. It's going to be way more school and work, but you still have to like fit in those other things when you can.
0: Right. So I think
1: that's what was important for me. That's
0: kind of the way I am. As far as sleep goes, I can't, I can't operate. I can't operate off of like 10, eight to no. 10 hours of sleep. I'm like sluggish. I'm, I'm It's really almost too much. Yeah. Yeah. But if I, I'm good at like, Five six hours and I and I'll be straight. For There's the actually
1: um uh, some studies coming out that show that like people can work optimally at like six to seven hours a really? seat. Like that eight that we recommend maybe yeah. is not necessary, which I think is really interesting.
0: I think it has a little bit of something to do with everybody kind of being different, you know. Because uh, yeah. some people do need eight, some people need ten, but you know it, oh, it's a lot of people that that don't need all eight. Um, so you talked about like you know what going through the, the, uh, medical school and everything like that. And once you finish, um, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to specialize in? Like, what's your specialization?
1: Okay. So I'm going into pediatrics. Um, mm-hmm. what I really like my life dream. Um, I'm really, I talked about like how I volunteer a lot. I'm really big into like volunteering and advocacy. Yeah. And so, um, to me, one of the most like underserved groups are kids because mm-hmm. they just don't really have a voice the same way. Um, so I really want to do adolescent medicine because I think that like reaching that group of like teenagers, like that is such a pivotal moment in people's lives. And I think yeah. if you can instill good habits in like 12 to 18, you can really set them up for success. So yeah. I'm going into pediatrics and I want to further specialize in adolescent medicine. That's like,
0: that's beautiful. That's, lifetime that's, goal. that's interesting. Um, what would you say about, how would you talk about, I guess, I know we talked about, we covered, you know, how the transition was from undergrad to um, graduate school. Talk about like, you know, dealing with the the higher education as far as, you know, medical school, talk about how, how, how much different it is from, I guess you could say regular college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What kind of standards standards do they hold you to? What kind of like, you know, rules, regulations, anything like that?
1: It was definitely like a, kick in the stomach like it's just so different and even yeah. like me you know i've always been a really good student um i think i got like 1b in college like i had a point like you know i just yeah. i've always and i not to gosh it sounds like stuck up but like i've just never you know had to work overly hard like i've, I've been yeah. smart and you get to medical school and everyone is either just as smart or mm-hmm. smarter and it's yeah. like a whole new playing field it's like holy shit um so it's kind of like I remember like when I first started, I was so scared because I was like, what if I can't do this? Like, you know, I don't know, like this is different. And you really have to just like retrain your mind. Like it's just a whole different like ballgame. You got to study a whole different way. And you really do like, if you can't dedicate your life to it, like you will fail because you just have to accept that for four years, this is your priority over anything else and you got to do it um and that doesn't mean like don't take time for other things like you know like all those things i said take time for are still very important do that but like you just have to know like you got to grind it out for these four years and it'll be worth it um but so as far as like standards so medical school um at least our medical school i'm pretty sure most schools are the same way it's pass fail or pass fail honor Mm -hmm. so a seven year above is passing And I do want to say, I know people freak out. and are like, oh my gosh, you only have to know 70% of stuff. I will keep, like, bear in mind, the vast majority of stuff we learn in medical school, we will not use. Like, we learn stuff from every specialty. Like, I don't need to know a ton of surgery stuff. So that's why it's like that. I think people freak out. Like, we have specialties for a reason. Like, we can't literally, you can't know everything about everything. So it is pass-fail. Seven year above is passing. And then a nine year above, at least for... Uh, louisville 90 or above is honoring Mm -hmm. um so there's like a saying like p equals md so like if you pass you get your medical degree Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the big so it's it's very interesting because i remember an undergrad like I remember one time, like, calling my dad, like, crying because I got, like, an 87 on an exam. I was, like, it's not an A, <laughs> like, freaking out. And, like, in oh, you school, them. <laughs> I
0: was,
1: well, I just Well, like, I was just, like, so nervous. I was, like, on scholarships, and I was, like, what if I don't get, like, medical school is hard to get into, and I was, like, yeah. so, like, if I don't have perfect grades, if I don't have perfect this, this, and this, I'm not going to get in it. Mm-hmm. And you get into med school, and it's, like, Oh my god i got a 75 i'm good like like you really learn to be okay with stuff like that i think you just it forces you to just accept that like you are not you can't know everything like when you get to this level of education and this level of like knowledge like you're just never going to know everything and you have to be okay with that and i really think it teaches you to be like a lifelong learner which i know sounds so cliche but it really is like medicine changes almost like it's like technology like you know you buy an iphone and like one year later it's like no it's obsolete you need a new one yeah um medicine is real similar like there's so much um like research going on that i think a lot of people just don't understand Mm -hmm. and so this stuff like rolls out um and there's new guidelines all the time um like even like vaccines is a perfect example like those it always changes like when should you give these vaccines or like new vaccines come out or um things like uh screening for like mm-hmm. certain cancers, like those yeah. guidelines change e- every year. Different um So you matter. just, yeah, it just it, it changes so rapidly. So I think it makes you I think medical school makes you realize it's not the amount of information, you know, that makes you a good doctor, it's your ability to like, take in information and like, Mm -hmm. use it. Yeah, so it's really like about being a like me being a good learner is more important than me, like memorizing all these facts, because I need to be able like every year to stay up to date with things and like give the current recommendations and, you know, XYZ. So it kind of changes your perspective on like what being smart or being intelligent really is it's not because yeah. like in undergrad it's like okay like i can memorize all this stuff i can do this math equ- like whatever like it's not hard um but like this is hard like yeah training yourself to be able to read and interpret like a research article is hard yeah. learning like it just you know it's just a whole nother like i said it's just a whole nother like game whole yeah. nother level it's like going from like high school football to pro football like it's just and, it's not the same yeah, it's not the it's same not,
0: it's not because everybody everybody is on your level or higher, you know, it's not like you, I don't know how to put it in medical terms, but you can't dominate like you could. You no, know it's you exactly
1: know. the same mm-hmm. thing. I think that's a perfect example. It's just like high school to college to pro like sports. If you look mm-hmm. at that, it's like the same thing. It's like in high school. Okay. Like, yeah, I was probably one of the, and I hate to sound like this, but I was probably one of the smarter people in my class. I mean, I, I graduated <laughs> number two, like, you know, yeah. yeah, like I could, I dominated like high school academics and then college i mean i wasn't like number one but i mean i i was up there too you know like yeah. i had, like i said i had one b it wasn't super super hard
0: that's gotta be like top 15 though right
1: uh, sh- i mean well uk has so many st- i don't know what my class ranking would have been but yeah i'm sure i was tied with a one b
0: i'm like come on now one b. i know but
1: i'm not one of 15 we had like 30 something thousand students uh, that's what i'm
0: saying top 15 percent oh of, percent,
1: yeah yes yeah. okay. yeah. i'm sure uh um, okay. yes i so thought you meant like top 15 people I was yeah, like, nah. no,
0: no. and so then
1: yeah you go on to medical school it's like the pros and it's like holy shit it's like yeah. every you know like where they talk about working out every single day you got to wake up like
0: but that no, requires you you know what i'm saying that requires you to do some elevation of your own it kind of in a sort in a sense makes you better you know what i'm saying so no
1: for sure you know it's funny because like with all that Kobe Bryant stuff that happened, they showed this, like, um, I want to, I think it was the first game they played back at the Staples center yeah. and they had that huge tribute to him, but they have this clip of him talking. And I think it's so applicable to way more than just sports. Cause it's super relevant, I think for me in medicine, but he's talking about, he's like those boring, um, like those times when you get up early and you work hard, you stay late, you work hard, you don't want to work hard, but you push yourself anyways. Like that's actually the dream. Like it's not. Yeah making it it's not it's the fact that you have the ability to do that and yeah. you really just do have to like train yourself to view it in a whole different light yeah. and just appreciate it
0: yep Exactly. Yeah. exactly so you talk about sports a lot let me let's let's hear some of your let's hear actually all of your favorite sports teams and i guess a few of your favorite sports figures
1: <laughs> uh okay what are where do we want to start
0: We'll start with we'll start nba it's nba season kind of <laughs>
1: Was NBA season. Um, so I'm from Texas. Well, I say I'm from Texas and say I'm a Spurs fan, but I'm also not a Cowboys fan, so I don't know. That's anyways, distinguishable
0: um, because a lot of people are like that. So
1: Yeah, so uh, I my family is from San Antonio. I'm a big Spurs fan. I'm a big, like, team person, and yeah. I think the Spurs are very team-oriented. Of course. Te- yeah, and I like yeah. that mentality, so I really like the Spurs. I also love Popovich. I think yeah. he's like Popovich yeah um honor i love i'm trying to think of like other like just nba players i like though anybody who went to uk pretty much i'm a fan. oh
0: god um so what cat i like cat i like booker Book? a lot
1: i was like i like booker a lot okay. anthony um, davis is like
0: what about demarcus cousins kind of sort of yeah he's fun, yeah. but anthony I like, davis more like anthony davis, i like
1: john players. wall john wall okay. i okay. love him um i like d a lot Trying to think like other players, Delo oh, didn't go
0: to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, he went to no, Ohio State.
1: I'm just talking about players I like, though. Okay. I like Delo a lot. Um, I like Giannis.
0: Okay, okay, know. that's what's up. NFL.
1: So, I'm a big Packers fan. I think it's the same thing, it's that team mentality, like. <laughs> Uh, Look, Aaron Rodgers is messing that up some, I will say. Because <laughs> he's been a little bit of a diva lately. La diva, but yeah, like, no they doubt. traditionally are like a very team, yeah. you know, all about yeah. the team, not about like the one person. Um, so, no, I mean, I think it's the same thing. And I don't know. I grew up like really liking Brett Favre. Like I watched him play. So, I yeah. think that love – I just like kind of fell in love with Packers. And it just mm-hmm. – we've had a rough couple seasons, though.
0: Yeah, it's been, but, it's been rough.
1: Um, yeah. Other teams I like – yeah, so I like the Saints. My dad's family's from Louisiana. My oh, really? family are big Saints fans. Um, yeah, and my brother plays for UTSA and actually yeah, his former teammate Marcus Davenport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his uh old teammate Davenport, Marcus Davenport now plays for the Saints. So we were all excited about that. What's so up? like the Saints, yeah.
0: That's it's been up. pretty
1: cool. Yep. Um
0: favorite NFL turn. players.
1: Favorite NFL oh, I don't know trying to think i really like jair alexander he's from you know it's funny i really like louisville players even though i don't like louisville football yeah like i really like teddy bridgewater i really like lamar jackson mm-hmm. i really like jair but i don't like louisville football. <laughs> i don't
0: know oh um, yeah up. um let me see let me see who i got nfl so if so, who who's your first fantasy pickup this year? I know you're a big fantasy football fan. I know you love you love oh, to participate in. You that. mean who's, who was
1: this past season? Who was my first? Who,
0: next season.
1: This coming, honestly, it's hard to say right now because so much is like going on and so much is yeah. uncertain. Like I usually like to look at like preseason stuff and see how the draft yeah. like turns out. Mm-hmm. So it's hard.
0: But the first like, pick though, that's like
1: honestly. I don't know. I'd probably go. My, my... I'd probably go Michael Thomas.
0: Michael Thomas. Okay, okay. I picked him
1: first last season and that was last,
0: last <laughs> season. I'm hot. I picked up, um, Saquon and he was, he was, Oh my God. I was, I was very disappointed in him, but yeah. hopefully, make, hopefully this season I, I can, I can shake things up a little bit. Yeah.
1: No, Michael Thomas was a top pick for me and he did really well
0: that's good that's good um let me see what are we missing we got you got nfl you got nba i think that's about it that's um as far as sports goes um to take it back to medicine uh, i want to ask you what's something you would tell you know aspiring doctors or people that want to become medical professionals or you know people that are, are just getting started as far as medical school goes you know what i'm saying
1: um, so for people who haven't like started medical school yet, but are thinking that's what they want to do, or like that track, I would say the big thing is just to really evaluate why you want to do it. Um, cause I feel like it's so hard and like, I know without a doubt, this is what I want to do. And still ev- almost every day I wake up and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Cause it's so hard and it takes so much out of you. So I think that's the big thing is really like dig deep and like ask yourself why you want to do this. Because if it's not something, if it's not a genuine reason, it's going to be easy for you to get burnt out. Um, So I think that's something else. And the people in med school, it gets better. I don't know. It's hard to believe because people told me it gets easier or I say easier. Easier is not the right word. It doesn't get easier. It gets better Mm -hmm. the further along you get into it. Um, I think at the beginning, it's easy to get lost because you're not you're in a classroom, you're not like working and like actually doing stuff and seeing patients. Um, but I remember like going from second to third year when I started seeing patients and it was like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would just say it gets better. So to hang in there and you'll start to see like why you're doing what you're doing. And like, um, kind of, I don't know. I just think like towards the end of medical school, it's like, you really start to see yourself like as a doctor, you're like, oh wow. Like this is actually what I'm doing. I get it. Um, so yeah I would say just hang in there it'll how
0: how do they go about I guess transitioning you all into like actual uh real life like the workforce type thing you know what how do y'all transition into that
1: so after medical school you do residencies so when everyone graduates medical school we're all doctors but like you're not a surgeon. You're not a pediatrician. You're not whatever yet. You're just a doctor. We've all had the same education. Mm -hmm. So you do residency after medical school, which, um, you actually are a doctor that like you are practicing, you see patients, but it's like, it's kind of like on the job training almost. So like you, like me going into pediatrics, like for my residency, it will be all pediatric stuff. Like, so someone going into surgery, they're going to be a surgery resident. So like they are only doing surgery. Um, so it's kind of a nice transition because you go from like medical school where you're learning everything about everything. And then you go to residency where you're learning only about what you're going to be doing. Yeah. And then after residency, you're like, well, you can continue on and do fellowships. So an example would be like me, I want to do adolescent medicine. So I would do residency for pediatrics. And then I would do like, a two-year fellowship to specialize even further in adolescent medicine. Yeah. Um, But you don't have to. Like, you Mm -hmm. could just be a general pediatrician. You could be a general surgeon, a general whatever specialty. You don't have to specialize further. So after residency, you can either do a fellowship or you are done, and you're what they consider, like, an attending, um, which is, like, the highest level. So it's, like, a medical student, a resident, and then, like, an attending. So an attending is someone who's completed all their training. Mm -hmm um so it's kind of a nice transition because you go from being like i said like you go from being a student and then now you're actually a doctor but you're in residency so you're still training but you are a doctor and then after you finish all that you're in attending and it's like you're on your own um and i think i mean i think it's like one of those things like obviously i'm not attending so i don't know personally but i've seen like residents that i know who've like transitioned and i think it's scary at first but we're, you're trained well like you transition fine yeah. and the nice thing too is like you're always like working with colleagues so you always and i think that's important in medicine to remember like just bounce ideas off of people like if you're not sure like you don't have to like you're not in it alone you don't have to do it all by yourself um that's, so uh but i think it's a good transition like yes and like in fourth year
0: because you would think it's like you know you would think it's kind of complicated i guess to go from being school like y'all don't have to like do you have to apply for these residencies and fellowships and everything? Oh, like that? yeah. Or, okay. That was,
1: yes. I honestly was almost, if not more stressful than applying for medical school because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I won't go super into it because it's kind of a complex, like, yeah. it's called a match. Mm-hmm. So you interview at places, you rank the places you interview at, and then the right. places rank students I interviewed. And they have this algorithm, like, and I'm not even going to pretend to understand it, but they match you. And so that's, it's, it's a very stressful. It's fine. Yeah. It's a lot of fun going and interviewing and in like seeing yeah, different sounds, places,
0: sounds, fun. sounds
1: but, um, but yeah, no, it is definitely a process. Um, and then um, I was going to say something I can't remember, but yeah, um, you do apply and you find out like we all, so I'm a little different army like military finds out in december so i knew back in december where i was gonna go but Mm -hmm. everyone else finds out in march so everyone else like just found out where they're going and i'm super excited yeah okay yeah so like i've known for a little while which is nice but um and and i don't know why the military does it that way um but they just you you find out a little bit sooner so
0: i guess kind of like a like a priority thing or like a
1: well yeah i think it might be because like if you so like if i'm military and let's say i was like had a spouse who was also medical but wasn't military that way they would know where to try to match to be okay. close to me yeah. i don't know i've always just assumed that's it why i'm sense. not sure yeah, yeah. um but we do yeah there was like i think eight of us in my class who are yeah. different branches in the military so we all found out okay um like mid-december okay. Um, okay and then the other thing too is like fourth year when you know what you're gonna go into they the school at least louisville does these Called like boot camp courses. Yeah. So for PEDS, it was like, I think it was a four week course, but it was all like things to prepare you for your intern year of residency. So it was very like practical yeah. stuff. So I think the school, at least Louisville, does a really good job at trying to like transition you like, hey, we, I know we've taught you like all this like book stuff, but here's like actual practical like, here's how to write an order, here's how to like talk to a patient on the phone, here's how to do this, do this. So when you're an intern, you like have those practical skills. Right. So, right.
0: so to kind of wrap things up. What is something you would tell freshman Taylor? Like freshman under, medical under, or undergrad, freshman undergrad? undergrad. Yeah, okay. freshman undergrad. What's give me like two or three things that you would that she would need to know, like essentials?
1: Oh my gosh, uh, about life or just about medicine or like both? About
0: both anything.
1: Okay, medicine. I and I had a lot of fun in undergrad but I probably would have just told myself to have like to do more things because in med school you just don't really have the time so like I would have like gone abroad just things like that Mm -hmm. that I like didn't do yeah um I would have told myself that uh I probably wouldn't have really had a relationship to be honest uh like I just think there's time for that later and Mm -hmm. you just like there's other things to focus on in undergrad than that. Um, and I wasn't in a relationship the whole time, but that's one thing I would probably have been like, don't even worry about boys right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not worth it. Like, you know, don't even wait, (laughs) no, but see, I mean, you know, that's probably something (laughs) I would have told, at least myself, like, it's not the same for everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, for me, I probably would have been like, don't even worry about like, don't Mm -hmm. stress it. Like nothing like that. Um, something else. (sighs) I don't know. I think those are the two big things. Really, to just have like done more like s- stuff that I had mm-hmm. the time to do,
0: and then more focus.
1: I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was always focused, but just yeah. like to not even worry about that because yeah. I feel like that's just like a another
0: you know, hindrance. With, like you know, not hindrance, but it it puts yeah, no, it puts more on your mind. I, like, you know.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's something that in the past I've like worried about or like you know like dealt with and i'm like oh gosh like i have so much time to deal with that and you know i think that goes back to the just like doing things for fun too like Mm -hmm. just not stressing about serious things when i'm like 20 years old (laughs) like it's not worth it
0: yeah so So that's what's up and the last thing i want you to kind of um how does keeping explain how keeping all your maintaining yourself and your schedule and your grades and your social life and and everything else how does that how do you keep you know awareness on your mental health keeping everything kind of like in order because it's it's easy to break down going through the simplest things you know what i'm saying and going through such a complex time consecutively like what what was that six years six seven eight five six eight years of school eight years of school, school yep Okay. Years Eight years, a- years years. okay. Eight years after high school. How does that, how does that take a toll on your mental health and how do you, other than exercise, how do you maintain that?
1: Um. So I, two things are really important for me. So one I think applies to everyone. One, I doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. So one for me, um, I found a church here that I really liked. And like yeah. I said, that that's one that might not apply to everyone. Like yeah, do whatever, yeah, do whatever you do. But for me, it was really important um, it was just like very, it helped like ground me. It was yeah. like, okay, like, you know, and the church I went to was amazing. Um, and so I think for me, like, that was really important just to kind of like keep perspective of like, you know, what's important to me in life, yeah. like at the end of the day, like, you know, and these are just my beliefs, like I said, but like, for me, um, just like reminding myself that like, as much as I worry, like I can, like you are in his hands. and like, I can yeah. only worry so much. So, uh, I think that was super important. Um, And then another thing, and this is one I think that can apply to everyone. I think going to counseling is like the best thing in the world. Oh, most definitely. I think people, I think it's so slept on. I think people like don't know the resources they have. Like the army has so many free, like, counseling and that doesn't mean like you have to go see a psychiatrist and get on medication and x y no i'm just talking about like going and talking to like a counselor who knows how to talk you through situations because there's times where i get like really anxious or like you know i'm dealing a lot of stress and it's like you can and i'm talking your friends and family is great but sometimes when you're especially when you deal with things like medicine or like you know the military too is a big one like when you see some of the things that you see like for me in medicine like when i've seen like kids die. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't always go and put that on, like my friend, or I can't put that on my mom and dad, or Mm like my brothers, like, those are things that like, I have to work through, like, you know, on my own, or like, and through counseling, I think it's really important. And like, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was this, uh, he's a pick you physician here. But he was like, Everyone needs a therapist or a counselor, yeah, everyone. Well, he's definitely. like, I don't care who you are. You know, Regardless. it's just, oh. it's so important. Um, and you know, my dad, he's got this, like, he loves this saying, but he's always like professional athletes need a coach.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: so why would you not need one? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like life is hard and it doesn't it matter. It can get
0: really um,
1: tough. Yeah. And so I think that is just like across the board. It doesn't matter who you are. I really think if you're dealing even if you just are going through a hard time you need to go to a counselor like a couple times like or if you go to one once a month or once yeah. every whatever works for you um but i think just having that like outside person who's not like invested in you like they yeah. don't it doesn't matter to them like they don't have this like vested yeah. interest they, they don't have gain
0: this or loss no like
1: month. they're yeah. j- literally just there to help you work through things and like it's so nice because I'm someone who deals um, with a lot of anxiety. Like I stress and I worry about things like crazy. And so for me to sit there and be able to talk to someone and be like, I'm worrying about X, Y, and Z. She's like, okay, like, let's sit here and talk about like, what parts of your fears are like, rational. Mm-hmm. Like what parts are like real and make sense? What parts are you hyping up? Like how can we like work to not do that kind of stuff? And it makes a huge difference. Like even like my performance in school like went up because yeah. I'm like I'm able to focus better, mm-hmm. you know? So I I would say church if that's for you, I think if you can find a good one, um especially one like I said the one I went to is just real good about like not having those like you know hidden agenda like just yeah. a real good church i would say that if that's your thing is huge and then counseling for everybody counseling is de- that
0: the word and counseling is important uh i see if- my i definitely see my therapist make sometimes twice a month sometimes three times a month but it, it it definitely helps it kind of brings things into perspective and allows you to filter out you know the things that I guess don't need to be thought about things that aren't important. You know what I'm saying? And then once you can, once you gauge that, you know, it kind of puts you back on track. Once you're on the back on the correct track, you know, it's easier to perform. It's easier to do whatever it is that you're doing or whatever it is that you're going through is is definitely easier to to do that with therapy. And you hit it on the head. It is slept on. It is it. A lot of people downplay it because it's like you know I don't need help or I don't need nobody to tell me what my problem. That's not what it's for. it's not to tell you your problems it's to help you it's to coach you through how to deal with them because obviously you know people think that they don't need help but obviously you do because it's affecting your everyday life it's affecting your family and people people kind of they kind of shy away from it because they feel like you know something's wrong with them but we're all human something's wrong with everybody
1: Exactly. And I think you kind of see it in like TV or like whatever portrayed as like, they're going to like, oh, well, like you think this because of this that happened in yeah. your past. And it's really not like that. It's not. it's not even about like, you know, I just think back to when I've gone to counseling and I we don't, I don't talk about my past that much. It's more mm-hmm. like, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And it just, like you said, it really helps you like recognize your own emotions and like, yeah. how can I regulate that? So like when I'm, you know, feeling stressed out in the future, I can take a step back, and like separate like my actual thoughts from like my anxiety and like realize my counselor always has a saying like thoughts are like clouds in the sky like mm-hmm. they they just keep going and you yeah. have to learn to just like okay the thought enters your head and that's totally normal yeah. but you got to let it exit you yeah. got to let it go and i think that's like one you know and that's what counseling is or you know therapy whoever it is that you see um just some sort of perfect like someone who is trained to deal mm-hmm. with those kinds of things but yeah, yeah i mean just talking through stuff and like i said you just you can't always i think talking to friends and family is beautiful that's awesome but you can't always put all this stuff on your loved ones like you have to just like kind of separate that because it's just too much yeah um so yeah no i think counseling's amazing and there's so many free things like i know the military they have you know free counseling yeah so i think it's one of those things if you have access you should definitely take advantage of it because it's yeah, and I know plenty, schools, you know, most ways to
0: get access. Not not yeah. it's not just limited to military or it's not just limited to college. There's plenty of free um, you know, hotlines you can call or whatever the case may be. I have seen a commercial. It's actually a they actually have like a service where, you know, you can text like a therapist and you just have a like a, a text you, you don't you don't even know what they look like or you no. you've never even seen them and they text you back, have a real conversation with you and help you through it. That's and I figured that it's crazy to me like how they have that and people make so, excuses on, you know, they can't get help or they don't want to get help, you know?
1: It's actually really interesting that you say that. That's a big part of psychiatry Um, is telepsych. is like this, because like, it's one of those things where like you don't necessarily have to have a patient come in. Like you can reach them in other ways. So yeah, telepsych is huge. And there's so many like really good apps that are out now too that are like, made by psychiatrists, like, like to deal with like things like anxiety. Um, yeah. and yeah, like you said, there's a lot of like, I mean, I think almost every school in the country has like a free counseling, you know, L has free counseling for students, mm-hmm. um, military. And then, yeah, I mean, even if you're not in one of those categories, there's just, there are, there's a lot of like really cool ways to get involved or get like hooked up with someone that yeah. can like offer some sort of like professional mm-hmm. guidance. So I would take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, that's dope. That's beautiful. So I'm gonna wrap the show up. I definitely appreciate you for taking the time out to no to join problem. us. Um, this is by far probably one of my favorite conversations I've had in a while. I definitely <laughs> learned a lot. I definitely uh, got something from it. So I appreciate you, Taylor.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye.